0: Hello. Welcome to Hotline League episode 88. We've got a great show for you tonight. Mark and I are returned from Detroit. We've uh, revitalized and refreshed and we're ready to talk to you about League of Legends competitive esports.
1: I'm 638 in queue now. Of
0: course, Mark is uh, really excited about a different game that we're not going to talk about. It's a 15-year-old game. It's not League of Legends. Uh, But you want to give a shout out to Alienware, thank you for being our sponsor, and as well as Movement. Oop, hang on, I can do this. As well as Movement, uh, who also sponsors the show. We'll talk more about them uh, as the night progresses. But first off, I want to check in with my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark?
1: It's going great. Uh, I woke up with a sore back and I couldn't remember why, and I remember I lifted a refrigerator yesterday night, so. You lifted a fridge? Yeah, not by myself. I still had to carry it down some hallways and stuff. Thanks.
0: What did you, were you getting rid of the fridge or bringing a new fridge in?
1: Getting rid of, uh, completely moved out of our old place now. I just need to turn the keys back in. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Well, congratulations on being in your new place. It looks quite nice. You're not in a bedroom anymore. This is a living room behind you. Correct. That's true. Okay. Well, there you, you go. You got that right. Uh, so obviously, this past weekend was finals. What did you think of Detroit?
1: Are we being honest here? Yeah, be honest,
0: because I've—I mean, I liked it a lot. I'm surprised you didn't like it.
1: I mean, Detroit. Like, it depends what you mean. Like, are we talking about the city or like the experience? Because if you're asking how was Detroit, my most memorable experience was leaving the venue on the, the rehearsal day on Friday and just seeing steaming manholes that smelled like Chinese food, but they substituted all the meat with shit. And it was like General sour shit, wonton, sweet and sour shit. Like it just smelled fucking awful everywhere because all the manholes I saw were just steaming.
0: See, I like the city a lot. So uh, Broden <laughs> and, and Julie and I were running around and we're like, wow, it's super beautiful. There's all these cool restaurants. Like, I don't know. When we walked, when we got there the, the night before the third, fourth place match, we walked around and we were like, this place is sick. So I actually really liked it. I mean, I, my expectations were low because everyone shits on Detroit, but I actually found it to be very idyllic. It was weird that the manhole covers had uh, steam stuff coming out of them, but I thought it was Constantly. pretty I Uh was really Yeah, I didn't,
1: I didn't do that much exploring of the, of the city. I walked to a couple of restaurants. They were fine. Um, it was not very crowded. It seemed like there were a lack of people. Yeah. Um, which can be good or bad depending on why. Right. Uh, some people had some very interesting stories from their Uber drivers and from their, uh, like the security guards and stuff. So that was, a uh, very neat. Right. Hello, Ooh. is there a problem? Yeah. Oh, Skype just hung up. You hung up or no, Skype hung, hung up? I hung up
0: because it's doing this thing that it's done before where Skype, even though we have it muted, decides to make that noise um how did i resolve this last time because i know i resolved it last time uh anyway let's just keep talking um what what did you think of the experience itself
1: so outside like the like you know general the environment it was pretty cool uh i really liked the fan day that they did uh the games are obviously super sick um real quick the games are sick uh the venue was pretty nice. I really liked the venue. Um, fan day was cool. I enjoyed doing the dive. Uh we had that a thing which took forever on Friday, which I was like getting pretty burnt out on it. I was like all right, let's wrap this up. Uh but yeah, otherwise pretty good. Wait, what do you mean you Yoda. got burnt out on it? Like uh on Friday like we you knew we have a rehearsal and usually you come in for like 3 4 hours to read through your scripts again, check out the venue find your tech like little things to make sure everything's working and then we like we're filming our kda thing and we started the day with that so i got dressed up in that cosplay gear from the very beginning of the day and then we filmed a bunch of stuff and then we went through rehearsal and read through and then we filmed some more stuff and then like we called the photographer from the hotel to come when there's nothing else for us to really do and take some pictures of us in the cosplay outfit. And by that point, it was like 6.30, and I had like this shit in my hair the whole time, and a tail on, and a choker, and I was like, I'm about over this, this joke. Hmm. Uh, so it was, it was like a little like, ah, come on, we have, we have everything we need, guys. do so We really need some more pictures. We're taking pictures on everyone's phones. Let's just let's wrap this one up. Well, I had a great a time.
0: I, uh, I actually, I actually think I was thinking about doing a dedicated video about this, but then I've just, I'm flying off to Seattle tomorrow, which I'll talk more about later on in the show. But, um, I, I actually think this is the best event rides done in a long time, uh, which is pretty great because I have been pretty critical of, I don't know, their broadcast and, uh, their events and stuff in the past, but I guess, I mean, from a LCS perspective, like. I think, okay, everybody know, like, we'll have, I'm sure, somebody call and talk about about opening ceremony and say they didn't like it. But fan experience was great. Like, the fan day was awesome. I'm really glad that Riot put that on. Like, if people remember, we did live Hotline League in St. Louis. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do one this time. But on that show, we had somebody call in and just say how disappointed they were in Riot because they felt like the St. Louis show was just sort of, like, phoned in. um, And they didn't do a bunch of cool stuff. This event, I think they did amazing stuff. And that also uh, goes to all the ancillary stuff around it, like the hype videos, which I thought were some of the best that they've made in years. Uh, I don't know. It just felt really good for to me because I had felt like things were not looking that great. I've also been really excited about all the sponsors that have been getting announced recently uh, because I think that's great for the ecosystem. We had Red Bull the... on
1: the desk.
0: Yes. Yeah, I know. I heard I heard Fuck at one monster, point in time they shit had to go... sucks. I... I heard they had to go run and get additional Red Bull because you guys kept stealing them from the fridge and it looked like the fridge was empty or something.
1: That wasn't me. That must have been crew because I okay. think I was the only one who took any from there and I think I took one.
0: Okay. Well, either
1: way, they said we. They said we could do it on on broadcast, but I like and I wanted to, but I never felt like there was quite an opportunity for me to like take my headset off and like walk over. Yeah, and get a it would Red have Bowl. looked really
0: awkward. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think there's an opportunity like. I don't know. It felt like there should have been, but I, I couldn't find it.
0: Yeah. You would have had, I almost feel like you would have had to do it comically. Like somebody starts ranting oh, about sure. it. Oh, for sure. It would idea. have to be a
1: joke. Like, give me a Red Bull. That play was, or that game was boring or something, but yeah. like it didn't, you know, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Either way, I uh, I thought that everything about it was great. I don't even, like the projection system was cool. Obviously the opening ceremony was right, but I don't even blame them. Well, I, it seems like we'll there were audio it. issues and stuff. We'll get into it whenever somebody calls in. But um, I don't, I don't hold the opening ceremony that much against them. Anyway, so uh, I don't know. I, I just a uh, uh, round of applause to Riot for an amazing show and really excited about it. Hope that that represents sort of more of what we see in the future. Uh, really, really excited for uh, summer finals. And I had a great time. Whoa! I thought it was super fun.
1: What are you doing? <laughs> Was any of that on camera? No. No, it wasn't shit. My fucking cat wanted to get on my lap. And at the exact moment that he jumped, I pulled back to like give him room to jump. <laughs> and he was aiming for the armrest, but I pulled it out from under him so he missed and I had to like claw onto my leg.
0: <laughs> you okay? I weren't cat pants, okay? so it's
1: fine. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. He's okay. fine. It's just fucking funny. He'll be back in a little.
0: Alright, well, uh, okay, so obviously Summer Finals is a big thing to talk about. Um, I'm sure Third we'll talk about... match. What's that? Third, fourth place match. Um, talk about TL Dynasty, uh, the Cloud9 stuff. Uh, teams not boot camping in Korea, which was news oh, that yeah. I broke during the press conference, uh, which I was really excited but about. But you're
1: not a reporter. How'd you do that? I or asked a journalist. question.
0: I said, hey, I hear that this is... that you guys are not boot camping in Korea, you're going to boot camp in Europe. And they were like, yeah.
1: Are you still media or are you content creator now?
0: I have a press badge and I write that line. I'm a Good. shill sellout. You know, let's just go look on Reddit. They'll tell you what I am.
1: Content creators can do more stuff like go to parties that journalists aren't invited to, right?
0: Um, I think if I was part, yes, but then I also wouldn't get access to do the interviews that I want to do if I was a content creator. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, whatever. So there, so there was all that uh, the world stuff. I think that there were some other things from this past week. I'm trying to remember. Obviously, we can talk about if people want to talk about all the sponsors that got announced. Yeah, uh, also joined Hundred Thieves. I don't, I don't know if there's anything to discuss there. Uh, uh,
1: MVP Sven.
0: MVP Sven was cool. It was really a, close,
1: actually. Discussion to have.
0: Was it really close? I'm so happy that I didn't fuck that up.
1: Yeah, it was uh, four points or something. Yeah.
0: Um, Try to think if there's anything else major. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Oh, the HBO Ballers thing. That's the thing I was thinking about.
1: Oh, right, 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 right.
0: right. We can talk about that. I don't know if I'm allowed to say some of the stuff that I know about it.
1: Just say it anyways. What's the worst that happens? I get sued by HBO. No one's gonna watch this show. No one watches agreement. it. No one watches this show. You didn't disclose it. You leaked it. But Accidentally. <laughs> the court of I, law. I, I, I hear if it's an yeah, accident. The court of law, doesn't. they would
0: just play this clip, and I'd be like, "Yeah, he said it's not a disclosure." Okay, whatever.
1: If it's accidental, it's it's not illegal. Okay.
0: Uh, let's just talk about or let's just take some calls unless you have anything that I'm forgetting
1: No, I think I think it hit most of it. Okay
0: You want to explain how the show works?
1: Yeah if I can So the way the show works if you have never seen it before it's a live call-in show in twitch chat right now I'm spamming the link to discord uh, Go ahead and join up there once you get there You can go ahead and join the pleb calls voice channel make sure to mute once you get in there uh, You only need to meet your microphone uh, if everyone's being a good boy uh after that in the pleb topics text channel you can uh post what it is that you want to talk about please try to make sure this is a take not just a question uh so there's more to talk about you think uh ballers is gonna suck and it's just gonna bring nothing but negative press to league of legends great interesting let's talk about it uh if we like your take we'll pull you from the pleb calls voice channel into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn we'll do a quick mic check and then we'll bring you onto the air to talk with us
0: and uh if you are a sub first off thank you for being a sub love i'd love to see some more subs right fucking now uh but also uh, make sure that you sync your twitch account with your discord account so that you can get access to the sub topics channel you can put your topic in there it moves a little slower in fact today it looks like we've only had four people post takes in there so the chances of you getting on the show if you were a sub and we pull a couple people from there pretty high I'm sure some more will be coming in there soon but just goes to show you uh, other than that uh, I, I think that's it we can go ahead and hop in uh, as Mark is getting the show ready I'm pulling some people I am going to go ahead and pull up the sub stuff talking about subs I want to give a shout out to Some people who have subbed on the show who show that they are real supporters, you know, not like, not like the posers. What was the, somebody, oh, the EA guy from, what was it, Respawn said that people who don't spend, he called free-to-play players that are free-to-play in uh, Apex Legends freeloaders. Yeah. Show that you're not a freeloader. All right. Sub. Even if it's with a Twitch Prime. See Crouton? X Axel ninety five X, uh, a honey badger, right, right? to seize one, a laziness for fifteen months. A fucking stupid name for prime. Uh, what's the primes up? Many Morian, I am Nucleus for eighteen months in a row. Uh, hi Travis, do you see my response to Teal Court J's tweet about watching double F videos? Yes, I did see that. Well, D one thrill and Kim Jong fun. Thank you, everyone, for the subs. There are some more, but we'll be getting into that, and in just a little bit. Uh, where are, where's Mark? Is he back yet? He is. Nope. He's got, he's not left yet. Mark. Oh, why does discord show? Oh, did we lose you? You're muted. I don't hear you at all. This is a problem. Um, that's okay. I can fill. I can fill. I'll just keep filling and mark keep messing with your stuff and then whenever you did you accidentally mute this uh it doesn't show you're it on discord uh so i'm not sure yeah just no audio from you okay uh the rye guy 95 for 300 bits na Alstar star for 13 months num effect with prime full reset king with prime tom shu nine months and then diane Ilrea gifted five that was very generous of her thank you diane GG Esports Rengar, the Rai guy 95 subbed, and my PS for 22 months in a row. Gafford gang, you good? I don't know. I think they're good. I think they are good. Um, yeah. So Mark is uh, getting his stuff sorted out. Uh, he's trying to express his dismay at the situation. I don't think it's the headset. I think there must be some sort of software issue. Why don't we switch channels and see if I'm going to drop down to the sub voice channel and see if does anything for us follow me down Mark can't hear me Mark can you talk okay nope still not okay going back to on air you know it wouldn't be a hotline league if we didn't have audio issues technical issues Mark says hello in chat Uh, he says pull the next guy it's a headset issue Okay, well, we can't hear you, Mark. Um, until then. So, not sure what to do until then. It's going to take a while. Okay, I'm going to pull the person. <clears throat> Dr. Manhattan. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, fantastic. Mark is working on fixing some of his audio sh- uh, stuff. Um, Why don't, why don't I... Uh, why don't I just have this conversation one-on-one with you? What's, where are you calling from?
2: Uh, I'm calling from D.C., as always. I just got back from Detroit uh, on Monday.
0: Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, how was Detroit for you? Because I know I bumped into you.
2: The um, overall venue uh, was, was, wasn't was that bad. I actually enjoyed it. It's one of the newer venues that I've been to. Uh, in my experience, I'm going to many LCS events uh chat says i'm loud uh i'm not sure according to them let me let, let me t- let me turn myself down i'm sorry
0: yeah, yeah no it's fine uh, it's funny because i turned you down and then you somehow got louder even though i've manually turned you down so it's just it's a funny situation oh right, I yeah, maybe yeah, you're ma- just really close to the mic uh
2: yeah now I'm, I'm about like a foot away from my mic so oh. I'm, it might be some stuff
0: welcome back mark don't hear you um so, uh, Dr. Manhattan, uh, what is your take? What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
2: My take is I'm going to be the guy, as you guys said, there's going to be a take on this tonight, and that is I don't think that live performances have much of a place in esports at, and based on previous esports events that we've had in the past.
0: Okay. Do you want to elaborate at all?
2: Yeah. So... I've noticed that this isn't just exclusive to League of Legends, but in general, this has happened in the past. I think there was like an event with like I think there was a T- uh, Dota event with Dead Mouse where like no one was feeling it for the most part. I mean, the most um, the
0: most obvious one to me is the Overwatch League one where they had uh, what's that guy's name?
2: I was in the audience, and I can confirm that no one really, Hello. really actually was vibing for that one. Hello, oh, we
0: Mark. Have- welcome back. Thanks. You missed it Doctor Manhattan. everything's quiet now. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan wants to talk about how uh the opening uh opening ceremony or like esports perf- games esports matches should not have live performances.
2: Yeah, and um and people I think one of the first things people are gonna to point to in terms of like why it was bad to some degree is probably the um or like A good example of this would be like people using Imagine Dragons, but that's kind of where the thing is. What about Mark uh, Z versus- Silver Scrapes? That was actually amazing. I was in the audience for that one, too. Yeah. Yikes. But, hey, it, it, it actually was not that bad. I'll give you credit for that. But, yeah, uh, back to the main point. Uh, it's it's one of those things of, like, effort versus value, and I think that I don't see what an artist... Like, I, I'd actually never heard who, of Jack, who Jack Sanderson was prior to this, and it's just like, I, I know for a fact I couldn't have been the only one in there. And my my main point that I would have to say is like, is again, the whole idea of effort versus value, which is what does this add to the people either in the arena or the people watching on stream who probably have never heard of Jax Anderson at that point. And I just don't think this adds a lot to the experience. But I'll let you guys chime in.
0: So, so the reason I think they chose Jack Anderson was because she is from... Uh... Detroit, I think I believe is the yes. the reasoning there. So that we're like, okay, we're gonna have this like Detroit native come in and sing. By the way, not saying that that justifies it. I'm just sort of saying like that was the concept right there, right? Was let's get somebody from Detroit to uh, do a live performance in Detroit. It will match like the all the Detroit stuff, right? Like they didn't ha- obviously they didn't have the um, the artists and Boston come in, but I do remember they had what's the Dropkick Murphy song uh, kicking off to Shipping, yeah. off, to shipping Boston. off to
2: Boston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like that That felt really, really good in that moment in Boston. Uh, so I think that that's kind of the thing that they were looking to recreate. And obviously Jack Sanderson, I didn't, I was not familiar with that artist either. So I think that was rough. Uh, but I do think, I don't know, Mark, do you want to chime in on any of this before I talk about some of the counterpoints?
1: Um, No, I think... I understand where he's coming from and I have a lot of thoughts on it. So do you want to go first or should I?
0: Yeah, I'll just say like, I think that there are a lot of, there are a lot of counter arguments um, to that, right? I think what the important thing is, is finding the right fit. Um, So I've said before that I think all you really need to do to make this stuff successful, like this was my criticism whenever Overwatch League had DJ Khaled or Khaled, whatever his name is, is like, have forcing random person into the show does not feel like a good thing. Like BlizzCon has done this at times and it's been kind of whatever. Uh but the nice thing is, is it's not part of like the tournament or the broadcast or anything. It's just sort of there. Like just deciding randomly like we're going to have this performer here. It doesn't feel good. I I think the Jack Sanderson thing seems makes a little more sense because still they're from Detroit but like <sighs> the way to do this is you find somebody who is somehow attached to the game or uh, or you do some sort of performance of music that's related to the game that's the easiest way you just it's like hole in one you can do that like if overwatch league had just had an orchestra play overwatch league music it would have been sick if riot had just had i don't know some a similar thing, right? Where like maybe they play some of the more recent music. You know, I think that that, like the audience would have liked that a lot more. You could even get, and by the way, I think even just having like an EDM artist is better than like an EDM artist is going to show up. They're going to have their set. They just play a couple things. It's mostly okay. I know the Dead Mouse thing didn't go very well at TI, but I don't know. I can think of uh, KDA is a good example of this. I think the Imagine Dragons performance was a good one. I think there are a lot of examples of really cool opening ceremonies with great music the other thing that's interesting so i know dr manhattan you were there in person um i hear it was way worse on the broadcast because of audio mixing issues so whenever riv came out and did like the announcements too i heard that that was like all messed up it sounds like the audio was not very well tuned for this which doesn't surprise me by the way because i think it is hard for an esports broadcast uh, that is not used to like music and that type of performance is an entirely different thing. So trying to squeeze that in to the start of an LCS show, you know, worlds is different, but trying to squeeze it into the start of an LCS show is a little different.
1: I think, uh, yeah. So like I went back and re, cause I was in the venue obviously, and it sounded fine to me in the venue Um, it, for the most part, you know, not perfect, but okay. Uh, I went back and I re listened to it on the broadcast once again, like, it sounded okay. I, I, I didn't think it sounded fucking awful uh, from like a mix perspective. Uh, maybe I missed the parts that, that bothered people, because um, I was skipping around a little bit. but yeah, I don't know. It felt like an overreaction to me based on a couple factors. I agree with everything you said about like the choice of artist probably isn't right because like while she is a Detroit native. It's not like their work is synonymous with Detroit quite like that. Shipping off to Boston song is quite literally like the Boston song of the 2000s. You know, like sporting events, The Departed, fucking everywhere uses it. So being able to play that is like an obvious win. If you could have even gotten Dropkick Murphys to play it, great. But if you can't, okay, whatever. Don't don't like force in a random artist. I think is a, a point to take away from it. Um, as well as the style of the music, Shipping off to Boston is like this fucking banger get get hyped, get ready to lose your shit song and like for the most part their music is like kind of mellowy rock it's not quite like stadium rock or anything like that
0: um i think you have to find an artist or a song that could be listened to or played like in a movie trailer you know something that's yeah. like universally like it's it's safe and like edm is a pretty good example of that i feel like EDM is generally pretty inoffensive. That's why they use it for so many like family animated movie trailers now. Uh you know, it's it's like pretty safe to play. I think the Jack Sanderson stuff like
1: you it's just kind of like indie rock. It's yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I'm with you there. Um and I think the the other elephant in the room that you didn't touch on is how she looks, which I think actually played a big part of it, more so than a lot of people probably admit, is like I mean, this is going to sound mean, but it's just – she's kind of frumpy. She kind of just comes out in, like, her street clothes. I saw a lot of people bagging on her for that, and she had that weird thing with her face, like, sticking her tongue out. I think that also tonally didn't land with people at all. I mean,
0: I think the problem – I mean –
1: And people people ragged on her, like, her in particular, super hard, which I think is kind of indicative of that.
0: I think – See, that stuff is disappointing to me, and, and I it, it doesn't come as a surprise, yeah. I guess, but like Twitch chat, and especially Twitch chat, whenever it gets that large, and Reddit and all that stuff, people are pretty shitty about, like, if they were predisposed, if they're unfamiliar with the person, they're predisposed to, um, maybe they don't like the music or whatever, it's like, yeah, people are going to say some really shitty stuff about their appearance, which like, I saw some of that in the Reddit thread, and that was really disappointing, because it's like, for me... It's like, all right, if you guys didn't like the music, that's fine. That's one thing. If you didn't like the way the performance went, that's one thing. But it is really shitty whenever people make a lot of comments about someone's appearance. Um,
1: right, and, and like it really didn't make it. Yeah, like the, the tongue thing and the clothing complaints made it into the Reddit thread and were pretty highly upvoted. But like Twitch chat, because I went back and like I said, I rewatched it to hear from the broadcast perspective. Twitch chat up. Twitch chat was pretty fucking brutal. Um, and it's Twitch chat, and I understand that that's people being much more negative compared to, like, the discourse that makes its way onto Twitter or, or, or Reddit. But yeah, I do but, think... I mean, it, Reddit it,
0: was also being kind of shitty about it, too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, like, it's one of those things where, like, maybe it's not explicitly said, but based off how Twitch chat was acting, like, you know that's, like, kind of in the back of some people's minds. It's just, like, the, the, the look just doesn't... Like, and to be fair, you know, like, indie hipster look... Might not just work well with gamers in general, which yeah, is I, I mean, complaint. for me,
0: like I didn't ever really have any issue with the way she was dressed because, um, like, I've gone to like pinback concerts and shit like that. Yeah, like, I'm not. This is I'm used to this. Stuff.
1: I've seen Modest Mouse and yeah. shit. You know, like yeah. people just wear jeans and a shirt. Yeah, that's standard.
0: So I don't know. Whatever. I think it is disappointing, but Doctor Manhattan, I do think that you can have musical performances in the opening ceremony, I disagree with the idea that you can't ever do it, but I do think you have to be very smart about it, and you can't just sort of be like, well, this is a Detroit-based artist, let's have her perform, you know?
2: Yeah, I think that that's also... Prob- I think that's probably, now that I think about it, the biggest problem is they, it just shows that they kind of understand their audience. It's like, you know, uh, uh, it's just clearly a lot of people when it comes... To, like, whenever you watch these hype montages or whenever you watch, like the oh moments of summer 2019 it's got like some pretty good like hype music into it It's you're not hearing like some indie garage basement kind of stuff which i love but you know it, it's just not right for hype trailers yeah.
1: for sure and that's why like the flies st- the nf stuff landed really well excuse me like people liked his shit in the hype trailer and being a callback to detroit but then like yeah we didn't get nf who probably would have been a great artist to get for a hype thing yeah. you know so don't just stick someone else in there which i, I totally agree with And I'm not sure about the audio, like, people say the audio was really bad on stream, but like, has anyone gone back and watched it but me? Because I didn't feel like it was that bad. I have not gone back and
0: watched it, so I don't know. People said, like... I tweeted, and like, a ton of people were saying that, oh, one of the things they were saying wasn't even just her audio. It was like, Riv would be talking over... So they had music? Riv, and they had caster audio from those clips that they were playing and projecting onto the yeah, ground.
1: Yeah, so that shit was for sure fucked up. I was talking about her performance. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. So I think, but that that's part of the problem is that I think a lot of people were just like, what is this opening ceremony? Because they heard a song they didn't like, and then like, the audio afterwards is all screwed up, and it's just sort of like, which is too bad, because I thought okay.
1: The idea was cool.
0: I, like, I'm like, I'm kind of with Mark where, like, I was not... I was not watching and being. I
1: wouldn't say it was good, right? Yeah,
0: I wouldn't. But I don't think it was terrible from a lot, like in person performance. And the crowd was like cheering at points in time. Like I don't know, maybe they were just being super respectful. But like I don't know. I like I don't think. Look, I don't think opening ceremony was great. I think there were moments of it that were good. I I just I did not find it as offensive as like Reddit and Twitter and everybody thought it was. But I do agree. But That's just me. And I, I still stand by my statement, which is like, I can find it pretty okay. Not great, but pretty okay. But a ton of other people won't because it's just like not the right musical uh, music, uh, casting.
1: Yeah. And and that's kind of how I feel where people are like saying, Oh, the audio was super bad. And I like, I went back and listened. I don't quite hear what's terrible about it. Some people said she was out of rhythm or out of tune, but like, I don't have a good musical ear, so I couldn't tell. And I really doubt that most of Reddit has a good musical ear or yeah. Twitter. And so I don't think that's really what they're complaining about. I think they didn't like the song. They didn't like the artist. They, and that's fine. I'm not saying this is like discrediting that. That's totally fine. But like, to me, that feedback to that was almost like DJ Khaled level from our own community, but no other community seemed to care. Yeah. Which is why I don't think it was as bad when a lot of people were comparing it to that. Whereas like the Overwatch fucking thing became a, like a meme everywhere across all gaming. So yes. like I so, agree oh, Saint it was not Ricker,
0: Sorry, St. Ricker 52 says something that Broden pointed out too, which is like Broden when he was sitting next to me, he and watching, he said I wonder how often she does performances in like this kind of arena or whatever because her mouth or she would move away from the microphone a lot. And so that's one of the things he would say is like the audio would be kind of spotty at times because she'd move away from the microphone. So.
1: yeah. Uh, I'm sure we spent a lot of time know. on this though
0: um, yeah so maybe we move I think, it,
1: I, think I agree with, with most of the points though it yeah. was not the right like that was not a good opening ceremony yes I agree
0: but I don't think it was so terrible and cringeworthy the way everybody's saying it was but I that's why I don't fault Riot too much for it it's like okay it was an experiment let's find a local performer let's bring them in let's try to make this feel really Detroit that's what they did didn't work lesson learned but I just think they shouldn't do something like that again Doctor yep. Manhattan, thanks so much for your call. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye?
2: I will say the at the very least, she what she did that Khaled, or she didn't do that. Khaled did was Khaled just plugged his own shit, and I'm pretty sure he didn't even say the word Overwatch once during that thing. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, See, like, no, he said he was so says, to be it was here
0: cringe that. 100% YBPC with your take because I watched the DJ Khaled performance and I know how fucking bad this shit could be.
1: That was terrible. DJ Khaled had a, sh- a the fucking funniest cut of all time where he's like. Yo, Overwatch League, let's move! And then he does like this fucking weird shuffle, which is ten times worse of a move than sticking your tongue out. And then they cut to this kid- The kid! It, the fucking kid just staring like-
0: That was so good! I will never that get was over like, it!
1: That was the best! That was, that was like office level. That was yeah, like yeah. office directing <laughs> yeah. on accident. It was that fucking hilarious. And like, uh, yeah, she wasn't good, but like, go watch that clip and tell me the performance was anything that bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, Dr. Van, thanks for the call.
2: I appreciate you guys. Have a good one.
0: All right, moving on to the next caller. We got uh, Hype Love Shack for 13 months, Gorgon, uh, who subbed with Prime, Kyle0808 for 19 months. I missed you, Kyle. Uh, Dr. Manhattan18 for 22 months, Uh, Dak Jamkin for 9, Circulid Hell. Circulid Hell? And then putsy Poo for six. Looks like we are almost getting our next caller. And Alex, the cool guy, and Rai Kai for three months. Our next caller is here. Rasenkin. is that how you pronounce it?
3: Yeah, that's that's actually right.
0: Rasenkin, where are you calling from?
3: I'm calling from Long Island, New York.
0: Long Island, New York. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
3: So what I want to talk about is that after you know this five game set in the finals that people like were really hype about. Um, most people after watching that including like analysts and like coaches and people on Twitter and Reddit are like really down on TL this year and like NA in general um, so I'm, I'm a really big esports fan so I watch like almost every podcast that most people do and watching uh, Euphoria like they just they mention TL like
0: sorry you're not allowed to use the official titles of any of our competing podcasts you're going to just say that Ooh. LEC won
3: that one, one
1: dove deep and one in their excitement. I don't know.
3: Yeah, the one the one with excitement, uh, <laughs> they um they mentioned T L and then they immediately disregarded them saying like, yeah, NAT like we don't even care about the NA teams. Like it's a it's a three region race. NA is just as bad as LMS. And that like they- bothered me a lot. For Let's context,
1: see. was it like in a joking manner where like you know uh, we were very dismissive of Europe a lot of times, but as a joke, or were they actually being
3: like I think the the comparison to lMS was joking, but the fact that they were regarding like n a as a contender was fairly serious from the facial expressions and the tone of voice okay as I was watching like they just didn't care yeah, I want like to give the them the
0: benefit of the doubt because I've had people players on certain teams who have misunderstood some of the jokes that we've made about them on the show. Um, and, and maybe don't have the full context. And so it's hard given that you just said, uh, we only have a little, little, bit that you said to try to understand if that was
3: no, totally. Yeah. Um, but
0: so you're, but you're saying you're ta- you think right now that Europe and the European analysts or whatever on that European show, uh, that they are sort of just down on North America. They don't think we're a real contender.
3: Yeah, and, like, even, like, Doublelift doesn't even want to say that he's, like, um, you know, not excited, but, like, he doesn't want to, like, put himself out there and say, like, that they're going to do really well, um, because he doesn't want, like, the, like, the uh, backlash. Are you talking about the line from the
0: interview that I... Yeah, I don't know if
3: he was memeing, but...
0: He was memeing. For sure. He was
3: memeing. He actually thinks he's yeah, gonna for, do it. Well. For
0: context, uh at the end of the interview I did with him, which is on YouTube right now, everyone go watch it. Um double was saying that he's like every year I say this is gonna be the year I'm gonna I don't wanna jinx myself, I'm not gonna say it, we're gonna do terrible,
3: I'm gonna be awful, blah blah blah. <laughs> so I mean he was I, I got that that was memeing, but I think that, I didn't you know
1: I didn't see it from that interview. I saw it from the superior interview with Ovley after the matches concluded oh, on yeah, stage. Yeah, I know. I know. That, that was that was yeah, it was much better there.
3: Yeah, he, he didn't want to say, like, that they were going to do great. But personally, I think is going to make, like, at least top four. I think they're a top four team in the world. Okay, like, why do you doubt. think this? So, watching the finals and, like, watching TL from, say, MSI, I understand it's a long time ago, but, like, just watching the finals, it seemed that, to me at least, that Cloud9 only took one game, like, realistically which is game two like they really played super well in game two and i know most people are going to say that game three like wasn't close but watching game three like tl just made like two or one really bad decision that like really snowballed the rest of the game which was they tried to contest a mountain drake when they had only two ultimates up and then the next fight that happened that cloud nine forced again afterwards they also didn't have three ultis up but they were up, like, 2k gold before okay, that. Okay. And...
0: But I got bad news for you, my dude. Like, they made those mistakes even if they were rare, and then they lost. And there's going to be teams that are way stronger than Cloud9, and there's no evidence that they, like, won't make those mistakes again, and they will... So, like, discounting that loss I think is... Uh, I'm not sure if that's a, a fair way to go about it, right?
1: Right, especially considering versus Clutch, they also went to five games, and... I think Clutch is good, don't get me wrong, but we're talking about, like, G2, SKT.
3: But know. do you think that TL played at, like, the best level they could have played in those two sets? I yeah, don't think so at all.
0: How do we know that they're going to play at the best level they could play in those two sets, or, you know, in, in whatever sets they end up at Worlds?
3: Well, like, that's like... you Consistency
0: know, you... Consistency is a huge part of it, right? Like, a team who can consistently sweep uh, best of fives, you know, that... That's like a, a scary team, a team who, you know, it's like, oh, they can play at their best and they they have these games that are super dominant. But other games where they just like int, you know, and then they lose like that's not that to me does not stand out as like, OK, this is like a top tier team, world's team.
1: I mean, I agree with the sentiment that like we saw them beat IG, right? So like they have that ceiling to make semis. I don't think saying TL is going to make semis is, like, the craziest take of all time, despite how much we're just kind of discrediting it right now. You know, like, they could very easily draw a second Chinese seed if they get out of groups in a in a good spot or, or something and, and win a series and make semis. I actually don't think that that's crazy. Um, but if the point is, like, who can potentially win Worlds, I do think it's – I kind of agree that I don't know how much I really think TL is a contender to win Worlds, like...
3: And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, okay. like, I think that they're... Yeah, a top, top four. four. They're top four. Realistically, they're a top four team in the world, and they could make the semifinals. And, like, if you get out of your group as first seed, and I understand, like, groups haven't been drawn yet. We have no idea who's there. But I just think that the only teams, like, that are good enough, like, to consistently beat TL and say, like, a best of five would be G2... Possibly fanatic. The two Korean teams, um, SKT Griffin, and then the two seed in the second and first seed from, uh, China. So I only think that, the like, top
0: two teams from each of the major regions can beat our top one team.
3: Yeah. But I think <laughs> that like, I understand how it sounds, but like, yeah. I think that TL is better than the second seeds, but like, there's still no, no we haven't seen any like interregional play. Sure. So like, I still think that TL is like if you're gonna go the four major regions and you say the first, I think all first seeds are the top team, or like okay. are like the top four in the world.
0: Okay, so I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just thought it was funny. Uh,
3: the- no, I, I said it in a really shitty way. To be
0: honest, no, 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 it's all good. I think what we need to do right now is split up these two concepts because one concept is TL is the top four team in the world, and another concept is TL can get top four at worlds, and right. I don't think. Worlds is not designed to show you who, like the first, second, third, and fourth best teams are in the world. They're, it's designed to show you who the best team is in the world. So you know you can have like the eighth best team potentially get to the top four just because they, like Mark said, get through uh, an easier group and maybe win one game in court or win one match in quarterfinals against an easier team. Like H2K got that against um, uh, am I A and A- X. A and X. Thank you. X, or even
1: even last year, uh, KT versus IG, right? Like, KT was... I mean, I, I have the opinion KT was the second strongest team in the tournament, but... Yeah. You know, so yeah. So draw, I guess. That's, that's so, the,
0: the whole thing. So, I yes, I actually do agree with the idea that there's a chance that TL gets top four. I could see that happening. Uh, I don't agree with the idea that they are necessarily a top four team in the world right now.
3: Okay. I can understand that uh you know the met not the meta like the format of worlds isn't like con, uh you know indicative of that
1: yeah right. it's it's not double elimination it's not yeah. you know uh the like optimal seating it's it's about crowning the best team that in that tournament that year it's it's not necessarily trying to stack rank everyone so team look good has a shot i'm I'm with, I'm with Travis basically 100% on this one Top 8, top 6, whatever, that's kind of splitting hairs at that point for what we're saying TL is in terms of skill. Can they get top 4? For sure. But they have to actually play well in group stage to actually probably get out number 1 so they can avoid the number 1 seeds from other groups. Uh, If they're playing another number 1 team from a group, it's really scary. So, I don't
3: know. Yeah, I'm just optimistic that, you know, with how they played in MSI and, like, in... I know that they didn't play great, great in groups, but at least in the bracket, they played well. That I think that they can do the same at Worlds this year.
1: Hey, and what I'll say, too, is this is more optimistic than I've been before. Like, I don't think yeah. I've realistically been like, ah, T- uh, North America has a top eight team in it uh, that can get top four. I don't think I've, I've honestly thought that since, like, maybe 2014 or thirteen. Really? You didn't think
0: that? I feel like there was so much hype around TSM in 2016. Oh, maybe twenty sixteen. Yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah. So that's, maybe 2016.
3: that's a given. Um, yeah, got a little unlucky in the group, but, but I mean but last anyway, year, people, same thing. They didn't think Cloud9 would make top four, but it happened.
1: Right, exactly. And, and whereas this time, I'm actually like, oh, all right, well, they got, they, you know, we had someone in top four last year. We made MSI finals. It's not that ridiculous. I'm, I'll, I'll bite.
0: The one thing I will say that I'm excited about is. Uh, and Peter touched on this in this interview, which is why I it it. he said he was happy that the Clutch series went to five games and that the Cloud9 series went to five games because he wants to feel the pressure on stage for the team of having to play from oh, behind.
1: That's that's what I wanted to say about this call is like, I actually do think pressure gets to double lift a fair amount uh, from his world performances. Um, and that's why I think this. it's not just a troll like, hey, guys, don't believe in us. Ha ha. Wink. Like I actually think he doesn't want the pressure of being like Na's only hope or something like that on him. Um, but that's just that's just my opinion. I, I feel like he has struggled at Worlds a number of times, uh, or his teams have at least.
3: Yeah, three out of four uh,
1: times. Yeah. So I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he really doesn't want the hype. Um,
3: who knows?
0: Yeah. ken thanks so much for calling in. Anything you want to say on the way out?
3: uh just want to thank you guys for bringing me on and uh shout out to tv sonic a uh, really great friend of mine he's challenger trying to go pro so hopefully he makes it one day thanks
0: so much have a good one yep mark may we take our break now
1: sure all right uh
0: so really quickly want to give a shout out to alienware for our sponsors so i am actually flying to seattle next uh tomorrow actually tried to get mark in on this but we weren't able to make it work um, but I will be at PAX for the next uh, four days—Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. If you are in PAX, please come say hi. I will be at the Alienware booth, um, and I will be joined by Saint Vicious. And the actually, I have some assets. Let me see if I can find them. And the two of us will be uh, doing hosting, like a whole team fight tactics thing. So, um, let me go ahead and pull up one of the things. I think you can win RP. Yeah, you actually can. So, uh, there's going to be all these little matches that you can participate in. I think uh, m- uh, myself and Saint will be uh, maybe playing in some of them, and some of them will be competing. I don't know. We'll, I think whenever... Saint and I will do whatever we feel like, and uh, and it'll be pretty fun. So, I'm looking forward to uh, to doing this. Yeah, here's the banner, which I'll just cover Mark's face with. Um, so, top three tens per, per match win riot points at the PAX West TFT throwdown. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I think that it's also Monday. I'm not sure Uh, but from 2 to 6 p.m So feel free to come by between 2 to 6 p.m. We will be there. Say hi to us. It's gonna be fun Um, and That will be cool. The other thing that they are doing is something called Intel gamer days. So I don't know uh, if you guys are aware of this but Intel runs a Thing I believe every year called Intel gamer days. It's just um, I believe it's a couple weeks generally in September, um, where they do all sorts of cool promotions with their partners. And of course, Alienware is going to be doing that as well. And in fact, right now I'll go ahead and put the link into uh Twitch chat. And um, if you're watching the VOD, just go over to the Alienware uh, Twitter account, but they are running a uh, giveaway right now. <clears throat> you can win a laptop and a, and a trip out to LA to meet Team Liquid and go to the video game awards. Um, I'll go ahead and put that into the Twitch chat now, but they've been tweeting about it So if you just go look on their Twitter, I'm sure you'll find it if you're not uh, watching live, And so that's a pretty cool thing that they're doing. They've got some other promotions coming along uh, Soon too, but you can win a laptop. That's pretty great. And you can win a trip to meet Doublelift. He's um, a bit of a dick, but you know like you'll have a good time and uh, It's just kind of a cool thing that they're doing so Couple things there, yep. Uh, Oh, and also still working on the China content uh, that Rhoda and I are going to start releasing soon um, that they helped sponsor along with Intel. So, there you go. So, there are your three things. So, uh, keep an eye out for the China content. See me at PAX at the TFT booth. It's going to be fun. Saint and I will be there hanging out. And uh, also be sure to check out their giveaway and some of their other promotions for Intel Gamer Days. Thanks, everyone. Oh, Kelby's in the chat. He says clipped. Fantastic.
1: Hey, Kelby, come... come, Come, come on the show.
0: Yeah, Kelby, do you want to be on the show? You can if you want. Some people have been requesting it. I'm, I'm against it, but, you know, I...
1: I, I miss Kelby.
0: <clears throat> We're just going to sit here in silence until... Well, he's not going to respond. Okay, anyway. Thank you so much to Alienware. Hotline League for Mexico. That's true. So Kelby and I are probably going to go to Mexico in September, which I'm pretty excited about. We have to figure out. What are you guys out. doing there? Um, we're gonna go to, I believe it's, it's Tulum. Tulum. have you ever heard about this? Tulum, T-U-L-U-M? It's this, like, little beach side thing. He and I just feel like we both need a, an oh, escape. Oh, it's just a vacation? Yeah. Uh, Thanks for the invite, dude. Before Worlds, I will do that. It's, um... Yeah, it's not... Get you there. It's not... Alright, well, next caller? You can talk to Here we go. Yeah, let's get the next caller. <clears> hmm. <throat> That was a close one. A little awkward. Where were we? Oh, Alex the Cool Guy, Rag K, Buttholz for 10 months. Term- Terminal for 10 months. Rebelcom for 19. Oh, Terminal is a tier 2 sub. Thank you. Uh, Fretful Winter 2 for the 5 months. Ollie 100 bits. Ronald Dinho, 8 for 12 months. One whole year. And I am Elvis... Uh, or for 18 months patiently waiting for Kelby's return SOTL Kelby and then scoops resub for five months in a row show cat please uh, scoop says freezy welcome to the show where are you calling from hey
4: uh, I'm calling from Bristol Virginia
0: Bristol Virginia oh were you on the show last week yes I was okay. welcome back what do you want to talk hey. about on the show this week
4: So uh, my take, uh, following up from the finals that happened, I think uh, the last five years or so, uh, Cloud9 has overall underperformed given what past rosters it's had. Um, Also, I think Reaper hasn't gotten enough of the blame over the years. Um, And I would say that their international success um, hasn't made up for the lack of domestic success over that period of time.
0: Mark, you want to leave this one?
1: uh
4: do I have to
0: okay I'll lead it then um I just think it's crazy you know I think so you you called in with this take kind of last week right
4: um I had my take last week was saying that TL playing Sonoteric getting kind of dumped on by the community was completely overblown and should yeah. never have happened.
0: somebody somebody had a take last week which was if C9 does not win finals Reapers should be held accountable for the fact that they right, keep right. making it to finals and they're not winning. And, uh, you know, why are they not? Um, mm-hmm. I just think, I think it's surprising. So one of the things you listed was with their roster, they should be winning finals, right? Is that what you said?
4: I think over the years with the rosters and the players that they've had, um, that they should have at least won one, if not made, made the finals either more or won some. See, I always
0: feel like Cloud9 overperforms with the rosters they have, not because necessarily, like, their players are bad, but because they bring up all these rookies and they do really well with it. I mean, everybody now talks about Nisqy as if he's, like, in contention for, you know, best mid laner in North America, or at least maybe second behind Jensen. But, like, nobody was really talking about Nisqy until he showed up here in North America, you know, this Mm -hmm. year. Nobody thought he. It's not like that. We brought caps over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like for me, I look at what they do compared to like TL, who just spends a ton of money to get the best players, and TSM, who was able to use their brand to get the best players. Um, both of those two teams obviously have won a ton of finals, and I feel like the fact that Cloud9 has made it finals so many times is a testament to their. Uh, capabilities as an organization, given that they don't ever go out and get like star players.
4: Mm-hmm. I think uh, kind of a counter to that. I do think for sure that Cloud Nine is the best org of getting the maximum potential out of their players, for sure. But like I kind of wrote down some of the past names that they've had in the past, either at one time or multiple of these players together. They've had Jensen, uh, Svenskeren, right now, uh, Impact. Um, I think you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned Nisky earlier. They've had Smoothie. Like, these are, like, players either at the time or have gone on to be top one, two, or three in their position. Like, even Sven was the MVP this year. Like, I don't know. I, I yeah, get but he
0: faced like, off a t- with, uh, like, Sven was the all-team jungler and the team he faced was the other four dudes who made mm-hmm. all-team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sorry, for continue. sure. I
4: think, I don't know, I thought even by the results of this finals being a 3-2, I thought this finals, the matchup was a lot closer than people thought, other than, I would say, the bot lane. I would say that was pretty TL ha- uh, favored, but everywhere else was either slightly TL favored to kind of even, depending on what the picks were going to be, I would say.
0: But isn't that reflected in what ended up happening, right? It was like you thought, you look across and you're like, okay, TL has is either even or has a slight edge. In all these positions, except for the bot lane, where they've got a bigger edge, and what we saw was a fairly close five-game series in a best-of-five, right? Like the match yeah, reflected what you consider to be like the overall power level of the players.
1: But mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not quite sure. I agree that they they had an edge in, in all those roles. They had it in well bot lane for sure, and then top lane's debatable. Well, he said um, edge
0: or equal. Mm-hmm.
1: For for TL, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't agree with that. I think their mid jungle was is better, and I think their top is close. That's the only equal one, and then they have a better
4: bot lane. So it's 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 pretty even, right? Wait, are you saying that you think Jensen like Smithy is better than? Sven? No, I'm saying they're they're worse than Sven and Niski. Okay. That like uh, I, I, I was saying individual matchups, but yeah, two v two, I could t- I I agree with you. I was just specifically talking about individual matchups.
1: Sure. I mean, there's no point. I mean. I don't really think it matters when you when you talk about it like that because that's not how the game's played. It's not like people just play in a vacuum. It's fine mm-hmm. if you're just like debating a player list, like who's better, Zerniski, but like in terms of what a coach has to work with or like how a matchup is going to get played out, you have to factor in the other things. That's a separate topic. On the the like Reaper deserves more criticism. I can sort of see an angle, um, but I think it's a little weird. And and here's why, like there's different parts of coaching. It's not just like what happens on the field or mm-hmm. fields of justice, gonna or whatever the fuck it's called these days. <laughs> like he helping level players up like like Travis is saying with Nisky and finding talent from the academy squad and bringing them forward, right? Like there's all these things that go into coaching and having a, a whole system that works and being able to get the most out of your players over the course of a season. And then managing hype or nerves or something at Worlds, and that's why they, they perform well, you know? And, and having a strong identity. like I never feel like I'm confused of what C9 is trying to do with their roster the way I feel about TSM sometimes. I'm like, how are we trying to win the fucking game? Like, I never have that question with C9's roster. Um, and I think those are all huge credits to Reaper. Yeah. I, now, I, I, oh,
4: go ahead.
1: Go ahead. I was going to say, what doesn't fall into that category is drafting. A day of drafting, right? And like strategy for for beating that specific team in a best of five. Um, and I think maybe that's where you can start throwing some criticism at him more so than these other things about like actually building the team up. Um, but I also say that he does have weirder drafts than a lot of people, which is more likely to be kind of boom or bust. And so when he loses these series, you really think about the times that he kind of fucked up the draft. like. Game one draft of that series was, was fucking terrible, right? Like, I don't know how you come in and your first prep, this is the most prep you put into any of your drafts, right? And TL gets best in slot champions for every single role. I think it was maybe four out of five. There's maybe one that wasn't like straight I, I, up the best.
4: I think it was all five.
1: Yeah, it's insane, right? You look at that and you're like, well, clearly they had some weird counter picks and they tried to make it work or something, but it was like, what the fuck was that, that you just gave TL, like, not only best champions in the meta, but also some of their best champions all around? Nutty. But then he also has some really clever drafts that that help get them wins as well, and it's the same thing that happened in that WE series. Uh, I think it was the Game 5 draft, he fucked it up pretty bad, Um, but he also had some really hard wins in the draft as well, but no one ever talks about those, they just talk about his failures. And I think it has to do with his overall drafting style, where he tries to do more clever things than just other people might try and do. Um, And so it does stick out in your mind when when it comes up short. Um, You know, so I think that might be part of what it is. Because that WE series, I remember him popping off on on his stream or maybe on Twitter or something about how, like, coaches get way too much blame for their drafts and stuff like that because, you know, the players are a part of them too. Um, And so, like, this is another series where I feel like you look at that game one draft and you want to flame the fuck out of it which is probably fair, but he also had some other good drafts as well, which I think were, like, the game, the game 3 draft. The Game 4 draft, actually, they should have won. It was actually a really clever draft, all things considered, but Nisqy mm-hmm. kind of fucked it all up by playing too selflessly for a tank poppy when you're supposed to be the other damage threat as the Kiana, um, And he built, like, Hexdrinker Moby Boots, which, like, eliminates your kill threat on a lot of champions. And, like, that's not really Reaper's fault right there. That was more mm-hmm. Nisqy making an in-game decision to go roam his face off to, to get a poppy versus Aatrox, like, super fed, right? Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So, like, these are some things where, like, I struggle with with how much blame to put on Reaper in these, because I agree some—he has these drafts that really stick out in your mind as, like, well, he threw that game from Champ Select, but he also does some really good ones, too, so I guess that's where I—it's I, kind of a non-answer, unfortunately. Like, I can't— no, I got you. I, I don't know. You know, I'd, I'd have to really like. I feel like I'd have to learn what's going on in the the team environment backstage. To be like, was this Reaper being like, "This is the draft, guys. Game one prep. Here we go." Or like, did a pa- a, a player panic and be like, "Give me this counter pick or something." Or like, I don't, I don't know what happened. See, I mm-hmm. think
0: about it too from just like a roster budget standpoint, right? If next year you gave Reaper a two hundred to two hundred fifty percent. Or two hundred to two hundred and fifty percent of the budget he has right now for that main roster, what could he pull off? Um because that's that's the interesting thing, and I know I hope that someday the salaries for all the players get released. Or at least maybe even like total spend for the the rosters because and again I say this not to discredit T L. Like good on T L for being an organization that is so committed to getting the top talent, but like What you saw in that best of five was a team, uh, who has like two and a half times the budget, uh, from a salary perspective on the five players versus, you know, the team that doesn't. And for me, I think it, I've just always been impressed with what Reaper can do with not as much as like some of the other teams.
1: And mm-hmm. the other way to look at it is maybe, you know, like, the skill set that it takes to achieve, like, the highest level with, like, you know, really expensive, egotistical players might be a different skill set than the one he has. I would love to see Reaper go to some, like, shit team, you know, with, like, no okay. budget. Like, what could he do with, like, Optic or one of those teams, you know, or uh what could he have done with 100 Thieves? Like, these teams that were really struggling to find an identity. 100 Thieves had a when...
4: ton of budget, though.
1: Okay, so maybe that's not a good example.
4: But, like... um I think a good example is like when like there was a split or two when Kane coached Team Liquid before they got their players, and that was a totally different look for TL. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like I, I have a lot of faith. I don't know if I, because I haven't seen it. Like maybe Reaper with like a super star, star-studded all-star roster really does have what it takes as well there. But I, I would trust him with any like middling roster mm-hmm. in the entire league. Like I, I just feel like he would be so good for any, any, any org that is just like we want to make playoffs and do well. It's like, that's your guy right there.
0: By the way, mm-hmm. Kieser So's, Kieser Soys, 117 or whatever in chat. so
1: say you know, for the guy from that really famous movie, The Usual I, Suspects. I
0: haven't watched it. Anyway. What? The... The... Well, now I can't, because it's Kevin Spacey, right? Um, the... What <laughs> the, so the, is the rule? The... It, this person is having, like, an aneurysm in chat. He's like he or she, I shouldn't assume, is like, he's. It's already, they already have a, a roster with top players. The players in every role are top two or three, and then they have the MVP. Yes, uh, that is true. But how many of these players were that before they joined Cloud9? Like, that is kind of my point, which is... They are not bringing in like they did not pick up double lift whenever TSM dropped double lift, right? Like they they didn't well, they lost Jensen um and they had to go find talent and they didn't pull like uh let's let's get Bjergsen, or let's get caps or let's get perks or something like that. Instead they bring in Niski, And Svenskeren had been kicked from TSM and kind of disgraced. Like people thought he was, I believe, if I recall correctly, the weakest link on that team and now he's he the mvp of shit, that world. right and so that is why i like that is my point right people i'm not saying they don't have top players i'm saying they make top players which i think no other org can really say that you know like tsm tries to do that every fucking year with a different jungler and they fail <laughs> uh you know tl just bought the players um, you know, I, Golden Guardians wanted to do that with, oh, Steve just subbed. I mean, TL uh, makes great players too. Um, they you know Golden Guardians wanted to do that by picking up some like economy players last year and build it out and that failed miserably. So that is kind of my point, right? That's always why I have a hard time with any conversation like this new convert dialogue around, let's flame Reaper, not Flame Reaper. let's hold Reaper accountable. Because I'm just like that dude works miracles over there, um, and I'm always impressed. Nobody knew who the fuck Zazel was, and then like, whoa, I know he's had like a, a questionable uh, year. But what?
1: Apparently, people who watch Academy who Zazel was, yeah, everyone nobody had their. Watches
0: Academy Mark,
1: I would hope the GMs and coaches watch. Right. Licorice, my point is... Zazel definitely were all on everyone's radar in NA. Now, would they? Would Zazel have become as good as he did? Who knows? You know, like, there's a number of guys people have the radar on. I
0: don't think he
4: would have.
1: Like, no, but... I, I agree with your point. Sorry, I was just being a little critical for no reason. Yeah.
0: Oh, really, Mark? I've never known you to do that. Uh, uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know.
0: That's, I mean, that's kind of my, my thing. I guess I just
4: disagree. Like,
0: I disagree. No, with you. I, I
4: totally get where you're coming from. I've, if I could just like have like a quick, just like one sure. like two sentence like thing. So, I think you're absolutely right. What Reaper? I'm, and by the way, when I'm saying he doesn't get enough of like the blame, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a fantastic coach, number one or two coach like in the league. I, I don't think he, they should fire him. I'm not, I'm not trying to flame him, but and you're absolutely right. He's like helped turn these. Uh, these players are not as many people have heard of into one of the tops in their roles. But what I'm saying is once they have gotten them to that point, they haven't produced as much as I would like to have seen them produce and achieve. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. No, I can totally understand the idea. Like the argument, uh, I, I think there's a f- solid argument here, which is why is it. That this team can out overperform at worlds, but can't ever clutch it out in the finals, despite how many times they get there, and mm-hmm. is that is that something where like, and why is it that Reaper hasn't been able to solve that problem? I think that's a considerable question. I just it's hard for me to to feel anything other than, in other than that, it's hard for me to feel anything other oh. than just being really impressed with that dude.
1: And, and to be fair, in in worlds main stage play, you know, not including planes where they win series, he's only ever won one best of series right and now it's the one last year because otherwise they would have made semifinals more than once so yeah, they made it it out of groups every
4: they made out of groups every year except one year and they've made it out of the quarters once right and like that's really tough
1: competition i don't want to read too far into this point but just like if you wanted to say his best of five track record versus difficult opponents like yeah
0: now you're yeah, picking a fight I, with Reaper last time it was sneaky now it's Reaper Mark I don't know why How am I picking answers? a fight okay. I said
1: uh i didn't I didn't even have an opinion on this. I just said he does some he takes more risks in draft I think yeah, that yeah, yeah. leads it to be easier to be critical
0: breezy thanks so much for the call. Uh, anything you,
4: you want to say as we say goodbye uh yeah, I just want to say thanks for doing the show thanks for having me on uh in no way am I a cloud nine hater i'm n a fan. They're going to Worlds. I want them to do well. I'm only saying this because I want them to succeed. Uh, But again, thanks for having me on the call. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, Have a good one. You too. All right, moving on to the next caller. Steve's in the chat. I don't know if Steve is still here, but... uh, He he, said he knew who Zazel was. Yeah, he knew who Zazel was. Like When I say everyone knew, I don't mean team owners and GMs. I mean, like, like, these are not... Everyone knows who Caps is. Nobody knew who Zazel was. Also, Steve sent me a DM earlier today and he was like, Hey, you free for a quick call. And then I didn't notice it for like 45 minutes. And then I was like, yeah, I'm free. And I never heard back from him again. Now he's in my Twitch chat and now I don't know what he wanted to talk to me about. Maybe it was something bad. Maybe he's like, like I was at the Alienware training facility today. Maybe he's like, we don't want you around here anymore. Uh, that's what I want to talk to you. A lot of people have been seeing you around. We don't need you here. He says, it's important. This dude's stressing me out.
1: Was that you're in trouble with Steve?
0: No, yeah, Steve Steve was supposed to call me. Or he reached out, wanted to call me, and I was like, uh-oh. Because Steve doesn't... I feel like he... Steve is not the type of person that's going to call me and be like, Hey, dude. I've been, you know, just been been thinking about how we should hang out sometime. I one time tried to get dinner with them, and it just it never materialized. I eventually gave up. Tweeted at him this week, was like, Please host a, a pool party to celebrate, because Kobe and I both want to go to the pool. No reply. Then he DMs me, he says he wants to call me. I'm like, oh God, this is not going to be good news. And then, um, he, you know, I, when I noticed, I was like, yeah, call me back. He never called me now. He's in Twitch chat saying it's important. So this is going to stress me
1: out. Just take the call right now and just don't mute. Put him on speaker. Actually
6: having Steve on for my call would be like great insight. He says, we're having a pool party on
0: Friday. You're invited. Sorry. Caller, please stop for a second. This is important. Steve. <laughs> I'm with Saint at PAX on Friday doing stuff for Alienware. You have to move this to the next Friday.
1: Yeah, I'm in Palm Springs, too. You have to move it to Monday. On, on Labor Day. So, yeah. Ugh.
0: All right, well, I'll tell Kobe and he can go. We have 70 people coming?
1: Well, you'll have you seventy to move to Monday. <laughs> I want to go to the pool party, dude. What the fuck?
0: God. Life is just coming at me so hard lately. Heisendinger, please have a good topic because I just I need something to pick me up.
6: Oh, God. Where
0: are you calling from?
6: So uh, I used to call from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I moved to Jacksonville, Florida. So I Back figured. to where? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida.
0: Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, well, uh, hopefully the move was a good one.
6: No, I, I came. I've been here for a week, and a hurricane's already going to slap me in the face. So that's fun. Jesus.
0: All right, this is not the... I asked you to lift me up, and you're not... Let's get to the topic,
6: huh? Anyway, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, so, just for a little history lesson for, like, my topic, because a lot of fans might not know this. Since Worlds 2014, teams have essentially, regardless of where Worlds actually is located, and sometimes they'll just, like, boot camp in Korea just because. We see this, like, literally all the time. Um, which does it's like not a surprise you will consider like esports um but for this year's worlds and I actually tweeted you about this Travis cuz I thought it was really interesting she came out and said uh, we're boot camping in EU and I was curious is this going to be true for TL as well and it came out that TL are boot camping there as well and yeah, I teams only,
0: are boot camping there
6: yeah so yeah yeah so third place obviously is going to camp there um I think that this is not just like a random one-off, but more so we're going to see teams in the country that Worlds is just being held in choosing that over just Korea. And I think this is due to the fact that, and this is not me trying to slight NA whatsoever. Uh, we're seeing that this Worlds, probably for the first time since like forever in League, major teams are fielding multiple or at least arguably multiple contenders for the Cup. Uh, so you've got EU, you've got G2, um, FunPlus, I think they're the, the front runners, and then uh, Korea, they're fielding SKT. And then even NA, I'm sure they're diehard TL fans. I would argue that TL is definitely a contender. <laughs> um, I think Why we're going
0: to see they're going to win gauntlet and they're going to get
6: through uh, I I honestly I'm a huge TSM fan. Like I will I'm diehard TSM since like uh, the org. TSM Yeah, yeah I'm no just teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah, yeah, you're good, good. Um I think that teams are going to start or at least boot camping in the country that world is held in outside of just oh, let's just go boot camp in Korea cuz it's probably economically more reliable. Sure. Yes. and I think that's so. That's where I kind of was going with that. Um, you guys are welcome to take over from here. I don't want to like talk for an hour
0: and a half. No, but. no, you're good. You're good. Don't worry.
6: Um, okay, uh, so
0: the boot camp stuff. So your take is this might be the big, because there is no longer just a single dominant region like there was before with Korea, uh, and we have seen st- other strong regions. We no longer need to have these boot camps that are taking place in Korea. For instance, if the world is taking place in Europe or it's taking place in North America, maybe the boot camps happen here. Uh, Worth noting, by the way, that China and Korea are not planning on coming to Europe to boot camp there. They are instead going to be boot camping from home.
6: I was actually going to say that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think the reason why they're not doing that is because it's not economically feasible for them. Because they are... These teams
0: can afford to be in Europe. I don't think it's an economics thing. I think it's just like, I don't think they feel like they need to. Like, why... they can get good practice with each other without having to travel to another place. Mark, you were, you have a different take?
1: No, I was I was gonna agree. I don't think it's an economic issue at all. I think it's just like, hey, we like Chinese food, eh, or, you know, whatever they they're used to eating. They don't want to live in Europe for a month when they can stay where they are and scrim Chinese team, or excuse me, Korean teams. Yeah, like I, I think a Korea and China. I don't know if the Chinese teams even go to Korea to boot camp. Or no, I just... don't think
0: they do. I'm pretty sure you can yeah. play on the server from
1: right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, th- I think the money is, is not the problem. It's just a you know, preference for what yeah. they think will leave them in the best state of mind for a long yeah. tournament.
0: You don't need to come to Europe to, to scrim NA and EU teams whenever you have Korean and Chinese teams there, right? Like, that's, that's the thing. So um, I'm really excited about this. I think it's super cool. So uh, in my interview with Doublelift, but he said this a lot to me before too, like he hates doing... Uh, Korean boot camps, and I've heard this from other players too. That Korean boot camps are not great, and they're exi- exhausting and tiresome. I bet you TL will be boot camping out of uh, the like TL has like a dedicated Netherlands office that I'm sure they'll be boot camping out of in Amsterdam. I think it's in Amsterdam, so that's cool. I don't know where cloud Nine and our third place team will be set up, but. I think that's really awesome, and I'm really excited for what it means for the world's meta because you're going to have yeah. these teams coming in looking entirely different. I mean, I guess planes will potentially give us a little bit of a glimpse at what uh, is good or not, but uh, probably not. I don't know, Mark. What's your take on that?
1: I would expect that if you're boot camping versus Europe your whole time, and then you know everyone comes over for that portion, planes and stuff. I doubt you're going to start scrimming those teams, right? You wouldn't want to give away your prep to your opponents. Uh, I mean, it probably so depends think, like,
0: on group, what groups look like, right? Because like, you could...
1: Well, so you're not going to scrim... Like, if, if I'm an NA team and I have a European team in my group, I'm not going to scrim that European team. But I've already been scrimming the other European teams that whole time, so I don't risk giving up any extra strategy necessarily versus I haven't scrimmed Korean and Chinese teams. They don't know what we're doing. Everyone kind of talks, right, as much as people... I don't know why people make a big deal out of it. Like, oh, they leaked our scrims. Everyone leaks scrims, get over it. Even when it's not like a, hey, here's a spreadsheet of their pick, pick ban, you might be like, oh, we scrimmed IG, how'd that go? They rumble shit on us, you know? They might say stuff like that, so. I think teams will stay separate even after teams come over, because what was the point of being separate then anyways? Um, but I'm excited for two reasons. Like you said, the split metas that we get to see, as well as like, I think this is a much better chance of actually beating them where we are now in, in the current like landscape of of legal legends i can see the perspective that we had in 2013 and 2014 where it felt like we were just ass loads worse than them yeah um yeah you had Monte
0: Cristo getting clg to fly to korea to boot camp for one week before playoffs in north america right to like
1: curse fucking gaming <laughs> I would lose to curse um, but yeah like that that stuff was whatever that that that's maybe a little excessive but like the idea that you have so much ground to make up that like you're not trying to scrim there to beat the korean team you're trying to scrim there to beat the lms team and the chinese team and the european team to get as best practice as you can because you just want to get out of groups and i think in that world going to the, where the highest competition is so you can learn the most makes sense because you're not trying to hold your hand back to beat korea in a best of five you're trying to get the fuck out of groups right um, but now that that feels like we've kind of moved past that part where we legitimately have a good chance of beating some of these teams. Um, I think you should hold your, your cards tight to your chest and that's how you're realistically going to beat them is having your own little meta, your own surprise picks. Things they are not ready for. Uh, and, and you so- don't think
0: I feel like if fun plus lands in Europe a week before, like TL is not going to, and they're not in TL's group. TL is definitely going to want to scrim fun plus, right? Like, Why? That's a,
6: because they're a really good team. Wait, um, if i could just yeah yeah if fun plus finished first if i remember group rules
1: correctly they
6: wouldn't even be in groups with yeah
0: i mean that's right? what i'm saying right like,
1: that's like, his point is that like if, if the best team in the world lands you don't have to play them in your group why wouldn't you screen them right oh you know?
6: okay, okay i misunderstood i'm sorry all right well, no problem what, and... well i kind of assumed is that your cat you my camera. <laughs> all sorry? right go ahead digger <laughs> Oh, well, I kind of assumed that that's where all were going with this to begin with, was oh, TL and G2 are definitely going to come out and probably just, I wouldn't say exclusive screen partners, but that we are saying that TL is better than Phonetic, which, by the way, previous caller, I do agree with you. I think TL is better than all the others.
0: Okay, but, um, yeah, sorry, what's your point?
6: I was going to say uh, the chances of kind of this, like, meta that y'all are talking about, wouldn't that just go away the moment a team like Funplux or like Let's say SKT finish where it's like SKT land and they just start scrimming each other for a week
1: That's why I don't think they'll do it. That's why I disagree with Travis's point is what is the point of scrimming in Europe other than You don't have to travel as much which is a fair reason um, If you're just gonna scrim the other regions as soon as they land and then your strategies get leaked and what you're doing gets leaked 'Cause it's gonna get leaked. Like you can't be so naive and think like Scrim Fun Plus, there's so, no way they're just gonna talk to other Chinese teams.
0: But Reaper and, and Dodo never mentioned that as being a reason. Like no when it, and during any of the explanations of this stuff, it was never like we want to keep our tech secret. It was like we think it's a better scrim environment, we can get better scrims in Europe, or just as good scrims and it's more enjoyable, and then we'll already be adapted to like the Environment. Why fly to Korea and then force ourselves to adapt? I think to you effed. Did citizens. I eff?
1: Who effed who here? I think no. It's, it's Travis. Travis is effed. Yeah, Travis. I'm back.
0: I was just saying, Dodo and and uh, Reaper never mentioned that as the reason. But you think they're just being political about it?
1: Potentially. I mean, I, I could be off, and if I'm off, I'm off. Um, but. I honestly don't like the idea of that. Like, if you think that you can get just as good as scrims in Europe, then why would you scrim them when they land? If you already think the quality of your scrims is fine, why potentially expose your champion pools and stuff like that to people?
0: Because you can get maybe, I mean, but you if just, just said the best it. team in the world. I feel like you take that.
1: I think I see what Tra-
6: I think. Travis's point only works if the teams are smart enough, which I don't think we've ever seen historically happen everything in scrims, but I, I see I, what Travis is going. He's like, "Okay, well, we're going to EU to get the best possible scrims. Okay, well, a better team to shut up, or just as good a team
1: shut up." Yeah, so, it's hard to say. Yeah, but I yeah I it's one we of those things know. where, it, in in my personal opinion, and the coaches might not agree, your team is not going to like fundamentally improve massively in the week that they show up and take some scrims. I don't, I, I just, you're not, you're, you're not gonna get that much better in a week. You know, this, like a week of scrims is to stay sharp and refine your strategies. It's not like, ah, FunPlus showed up and ass blasted our bot lane or something like that. And now we, we need to reevaluate all our picks because like the reality, like you're so low on time and like, you know, if they're doing some really crazy meta stuff, I, I think if you think that Europe scrims are good enough to put you in world's form already, then just keep scrimming the European teams and try to generate an advantage with this different meta potentially. Okay. I, I, I don't think that it, it in, in, unless you're like the, the opinions already wrong that like the real reason they're going to Europe is they don't want to fly to two places and just have better quality of life, which is another totally fair reason. But if you think Europe's scrims are good enough for the month that you're going to be there, why in the last week? share everything you've been working with the, the teams that are coming over.
0: Well, okay. Regardless of if it ends up happening or not, um, it is, it is, I think the scrim stuff is really exciting. I'm super happy that it's happening. And I am happy that the boot camp stuff is not like this. I think this is a pivotal moment in league history where it's like, we, the, the, asian dynasty has potentially ended and we can now start adjusting we don't have to play by those rules anymore
1: so, yeah I'm excited about it. yeah i agree i think uh yeah i don't know i'm i'm definitely in the camp of i like the split i hope we keep doing it in the future and i think uh you should keep your your shit protected as much as you can
0: Eisendinger thanks so much for the call. Uh, anything you want to say on the way out?
6: Uh, so I, have, I'm sorry, Travis. I I don't want to be that guy. Um, so you actually are pronouncing Khaled's name incorrectly. Uh, it is Khaled. It's not Khalid. Um, I know a lot of people with like that same last name, and they get really frustrated when it's pronounced incorrectly.
0: Hey, thanks so much for the call.
6: Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> you yeah, have a great night, fellas.
0: Moving on to the next caller. Mandalorian 5584 for one year. And Schleppard for 18 months, year and a half. Ventus Official for 19. Pluto 7443 for 17. Liquid 112 has been subbed for 19 months. Thank you. Big Angry Hobo reset for 14 months in del dot com dell.com slash Travis, dell.com slash Travis, dell.com slash Travis. Scoops uh, still wants to see the cat. That's where we are at. I'll just
1: put it right here. He's tweaking out. So like he'll probably just run by a bunch.
0: What head is here? What head, what do you want, or where are you calling from?
5: Uh, I am calling from Plymouth, Michigan. Nice. A suburb of Detroit is the best way to put it.
0: Did you go to finals? Yes. Nice. What did you think?
5: I liked it. $70 for 10 games. I say it was worthwhile.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's pretty good. It's less than 10 bucks a game. I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
5: Um, I'm going to talk about how I think Froggen is one of the top two mid-laners in NA, because the stats support this, and it seems that the MVP voting supported at least he's top three.
0: Mark,
1: go ahead. Uh, hold on, I gotta pull up the MVP voting what, thing what, real
0: head, quick. feel free to elaborate.
5: Um... And his stats outside of KDA, which I think has to do with the fact that he's had questionable bot lanes and has to make plays for his team because he's just consistently been the linchpin for whatever team he's on while having questionable bot lanes.
1: All right. Well, so I want to preface this with I feel like he's one of the people I end up, you know, quote, unquote, hating on the Mark most. Flames,
0: Froggen, any chance he can get.
1: It's because, like some other players who have not found success in recent history, um, there's a legion of people, you know, for whatever reason, still cling on to the idea that they're as good as they were at their prime. Uh, And then, like, I'd argue that other side, which makes you, of course, look like a hater. And so I'm obviously historically always been a frog and hater for that reason, where I, I don't think he's top three anymore. Um, and people, and I, I don't want that to become he's not good, and he's bad. I think I had him fifth, you know. So like we're we're kind of splitting hairs here, you know. I think I had him sixth, fifth, something like that, um, you know. So it's it's not like I'm saying he's trash and shouldn't be in the league, but I am definitely not in the camp that he's top three, and I think that that is a, a huge overrating uh, of him. Um, and like I definitely agree, he's great at laning, and those are pretty much the majority of stats people look at. Or you know, team fighting, um, also fair. Like I think mechanically he's great, uh, but I, I really, I don't think he has the other parts of the game in terms of playmaking, especially in the mid to late game, uh, to boost the team up to the level that he should be able to if he really was the third best team. And like. I really struggle to believe that the second or third best mid laner in North America has made playoffs once in the last five years and hasn't won a playoff series since Alliance, I think is right. So, like, I just historically, like, have a really hard time containing those two things in my head, because if he really was, uh, the cats are off camera, bring it back to me. Because if he was, and there was nothing else wrong with his game, some top team would have signed him. Like, someone would have been like, yes, this is the guy. And people say it's because he's too loyal to Echo Fox. Maybe that's the case. I, I don't know. Um, but even in this season, like, it doesn't have to be purely anecdotal, in my opinion. Like, go watch what Golden Guardians did around Baron, uh, and especially in the back half of the split. Like, he would always split away from his team and, like, look for pickoffs onto people. And a bunch of times, he almost gets himself killed or outright does get himself killed. Like... The TSM game, he was like between splitting and using his TF to go bot lane and like go back to Baron and like TSM was on wards and like he just took the really unsafe path and got himself killed at Baron. Um, And there's like a bunch of those kinds of plays. He also sometimes just chases kills. Like these kinds of things to me are why I have an issue with him. He seems to have a different champion pool than everyone else which is okay if you're winning like consistently with it, but like I don't think that Golden Guardians was so bad this split, so uncarryable, as as some people, like Thorin, for example, make it out to be. That like he had the worst jungler and bot lane in the league, and like that's the only reason they didn't make playoffs. I think he's good. I think he's he's a good player, you know. But I I just can't believe that he is secretly second or third and has been for the past five years, and just hasn't found success for some reason. It's like, would you, you know, say he's top five? For the most part top five top six hovering around there because um, it's
0: hard because like crown also had a pretty good year right
1: i mean that's that's a that's an example i would be like okay well you don't think jensen's the best you don't think niski is the best you probably don't think D- actually, the best actually well, are we gonna
0: ask what head? what had who do you it's like you said Froggen's top two who's the other one
5: um i think it's jensen honestly this year you drank
0: Froggen over Nisky and Bjergsen and Crown. And
5: Crown. You see, uh, top wait. two might be pushing it. Top three is about where I can start pushing the argument. All right, cause... all right.
0: I love, I love it when, we, when somebody comes on the show. I've, I'm not I'm making sorry. fun of you. It's just it's always funny when somebody comes on the show and they're like, I think TSM is top two of the world. And then we're like, well, what about this? And they're like, maybe top four. I, anyway. But,
1: but like, either, either way, you know, like, no offense to Optics side lanes. But here we go. They're pretty fucking bad. Not not horrible, but, like, most of them are bottom six. Right? Bottom seven, bottom eight, depending on how low you want to go on some of the, your opinions on people like Big and Dokla and Arrow. Meteos is probably a top four, top five jungler. And then with Crown, they managed to secure sixth. Right? Yeah. Like, what makes... That team so much easier to carry than than Golden Guardians, who has arguably a top three top laner. Um, you know, contracts not so great. Definitely in uh, in in uh, holy shit. Ole. Ole, sorry. Definitely Ole got benched, and then they bring in a new bot lane. If you go back and watch their, they actually got half their wins in the first three weeks, four weeks. With, with Ole and, and Definitely, and the person who carried those games the hardest in their wins was actually Ole. His Tom Kench kept getting through. No one was banning his Tom Kench, and he shit on the games with it. Like, they won most of their games, actually, with Ole carrying. He wasn't frogging. Um, so, like, that's why I'm like, I, I just can't buy it. I can't buy what you're selling.
5: Okay.
0: Go ahead, do you yep. have any, any thoughts?
5: Yep. Um... The reason I top three comes into play is because I think Nisky sometimes has questionable games where he's just he's pushing kills too hard. Sometimes gets caught in the weirdest positions.
1: I mean that happens, but that happens to Froggen too. Like I said, if you if you go and watch their Baron plays, he he gets caught around Baron like very yeah. frequently. And he, he had like you know that Aurelia game in the side lane where he got absolutely trashed on. Uh, pretty forgettable talent performances. Uh, you know he struggled to play the meta champs well. Um, outside of like Corky, arguably, uh, he, has, he has a very unique champion pool where like a lot of people are playing Silas, Aurelia, uh, Akali. You know he has zero Akali games all split long. Like I, I, his champion pool is not good for the meta.
5: Yeah, I have to agree with that much.
1: Yeah. I I would take Niski over him hands down. And that's before getting into whatever we don't know about how people are as teammates and leaders and stuff like that, you know? Yeah.
0: Hey, Whathead, thanks so much for calling in. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye?
5: Uh, No, thanks for having me. It was a great time. Thanks for calling. Cool, thanks for coming on.
0: right, uh, let's take a quick break really quickly. Talk about our... Second sponsor of the night. Movement. Movement. So I'm going to put on. So they make these really nice. Uh, they make several different things. They make these glasses. Actually, first off, do me a favor. You're watching live. Go to movement.com slash Travis. There's a banner uh, below the stream. If you go click that, that would actually help me out a ton. You can go take a look at some of their stuff while I'm talking about them. Um, and if you're watching on the YouTube vid, uh, why don't you click. Uh, the link in the description as well. So these are their EverScroll blue light glasses, which you can get uh, quite nice uh, for using on the computer. Um, it kind of helps you out with that stuff. But also, besides this, they also make the sunglasses that if you—I don't know if some of you might follow me on Instagram or whatever—but basically the sunglasses I wear all the time I got for Movement, and they're quite stylish. This is an LA-based company, and they make watches. Um, and I'm wearing—I've been wearing this watch a ton lately. I need to get the other watch that they sent me i don't know if you guys can see that super well on camera but it's uh, quite nice uh, they also sent me this one which i need to get uh sized uh bring it somewhere but uh some fantastic stuff mark is going to order some stuff off of their website uh as well soon we're going to get him hooked up but they make some really cool stuff and again they're based out of los angeles it's quite nice and the thing that i like about it is a lot of their stuff i mean actually all their stuff quite affordable uh in comparison to some of the more expensive uh watch brands that are out there so you can get cool stuff uh it's stylish it's neat and it's affordable um, you know uh, by the way there's sunglasses i i'm probably going to order a couple different uh pairs as well because i like the pair that i have but there's so many cool looks on this website um that you can check out you can try all sorts of different things Again, I mean, you can get uh nice glasses for six, nice sunglasses, 60 bucks here. They've got some of their stuff. Uh, and by the way, you use that link that I just gave you. Um, it, again, the link is in the description of the YouTube video. It's down below the Twitch stream, uh, movement.com. It's MVMT.com slash Travis, 15% off. So then you're saving even more on your purchase. So anyway, I just, I know you guys are great at thanks Steve for mentioning. Competitor. Uh, I know you guys are great at supporting my sponsors and saying really nice things about them, which is quite frankly the way I'm able to secure them. Um, and I, I just appreciate if you guys check them out. You know, even maybe you click over on the website and you decide, hey, this isn't for me. That's fine. I get it. It's not going to be for everybody who watches the show. But even just checking them out actually helps me out a lot because uh, shows that you guys are taking a look at my sponsors and uh, and helping to support the show that way, which I really appreciate. So thank you so much to Movement. We're sponsoring the show. They make some cool stuff. I'd love it if you guys went and uh, checked them out. Moving on, we've got two more callers. Oh, Liquid in chat says, I'm buying a dark blue movement right now. There you go. Hey. Maybe he's using my 15% off thing. They also sponsor some other cool people, including FastFee. Uh, they've sponsored her even longer than they've sponsored this show. So they support some other great people in the, in the scene. Mark is grabbing the next caller. We've got two more to go before the show runs down. I'm going to go get some dinner. I'm excited about it. Hello. Hello. Uh, Detective Raichu, not Detective Pikachu, <laughs> you've evolved.
7: Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Where, where, where are you calling from? Uh, Miami, Florida.
0: Miami, Florida. I want to go back to Miami. That was actually one of my favorite finals locations. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about of the show?
7: Uh, I kind of want to talk about ballers. Uh mostly because i watched the most recent episode on the 25th or whatever it was where they kind of gave i think league and riot or the lcs in general a really bad representation because it was only on there for about a minute and they were just basically calling like the pro players or the fake pro players nerds and it just gave it really a bad negative vibe where i feel like they have so much potential there especially in the aspect where so many of us are interested in especially trying to learn about the money side of it which is what ballers really goes into about football and all these other sports and i feel like it's bringing a lot of negative publicity that league doesn't really need
0: so i've not seen the episode of you mark
1: nope okay
7: Can't well, say that's gonna make
0: it difficult to address unfortunately uh, your specific topic you don't you know though that it's like a almost like a season-long arc though right
7: Oh, yeah. I'm just saying it seems like a bad way to introduce it already, though.
0: Oh, okay. I see. So I, I, think I actually wonder if, if they are not doing that intentionally. Again, I haven't seen the, the part of that episode. But I would not be surprised if they are doing it intentionally because I think, you know, the general audience that are watching the episode will probably have that first reaction. So you can kind of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, if they came out and they're like, this is... All real and cool and awesome, people might have this like immediate reaction to it. That's uh, they're kind of pushing back against that storyline on the show. But if the characters go through like a realization, maybe you can explain to me what actually happened in that, without maybe giving too many big spoilers. Like, what's sort of the, the?
7: Uh, well, the main thing that I thought was the best that they represented was the fans so they showed a little bit of like cosplay of what it looks outside what the inside looks like and stuff and then not to give too much away but like let's say ex-athlete uh is kind of insinuating that oh he can be a gamer because it's not that hard or whatever and then they just basically go on to insult the esports players
0: Hmm.
7: i mean um that's
0: most of what's in that episode in terms of the the esports. i mean
7: it, yeah, it's about maybe a minute. Because the teaser that they
0: showed at the LCS finals makes it look like there's a lot more storyline where they're like, "Oh shit!" Like these guys can be like really impressive. You know, it seems like there's there's a lot more to come in the season.
7: Yeah, it kind of seems like the WWE crossover kind of that we had earlier this
1: season. Yeah. Is yeah, that- I mean. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry, you go. No, no, you finish.
0: I was just gonna say. I, I mean it's a show about like jocks with a ton of money, right? That's sort of the whole thing. Yeah. And I feel like that is jocks with a lot of money. That would be their reaction at first. And so I I'm hoping that the storyline expands over the course of the season to be more inclusive of and more accepting of, of the whole thing, which I'm imagining it will, since like you can't do a whole season of people calling them jerk jocks or you know nerds and all that stuff. Actually, I'm I have faith that it's going to get a lot
1: better. Yeah, I would, I would hope so, too. I think, like, I can understand the arc like Travis was describing where you, you make it more relatable to the average person by having the mindset of, like, oh, it's really fucking lame, hot nerds, and people kind of laugh before they keep exposing them to it more, and hopefully the viewer goes through the same kind of arc as the characters who learn to appreciate it and it's not that nerdy. Um, that said, if they don't do that, I can agree. <laughs> where, like, if they really don't have, like, a normal gamer character—it's just going to be weird. Like Svenskeren and Golden Glue are like ripped dudes who are pretty normal, all things considered. You know, they're not like basement dwelling, hot, hot pocket. Yeah, uh, hot pocket eating. He's ripped. Uh, yeah. So, like, I agree that it might not, as like a viewer of esports, who's being like, "Oh, hey, we're in ballers. Let's check it out." You know, it might not be the best introduction but then again like the show is not written for us it's written for people to get acquainted with us and hopefully it does a better job down the road but you know i don't know if it doesn't i'll be pretty disappointed we'll have to we'll have to have you follow up with us at the end of the yeah, season yeah, you could be give a recap
0: yeah you could be like this week this thing happened i mean i mean i guess maybe i'll start watching it at some point in time i just haven't i mean we were in detroit and stuff so i wasn't really worried about it
7: yeah, it just seems like a huge miss because they're not. Or well, obviously it was just a minute, but they're not even including like a lot of the actual pro players, which is what they do with all the other sports, which kind of brings I've in heard the celebrities and stuff.
0: Other pro player, other. I've heard some of the LCS pros make cameos.
7: Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, I hope would keep so. watching
0: because I think there's
7: some. Watch story. out for the HBO's lawsuit. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean.
0: Look, you could see them <laughs> in the trailer that they teased um, at the LCS finals. Did you see the Good trailer they teased at the LCS Good finals? You
1: Anyways, I, I did see it,
7: but I did not see the part in which you're talking about. Yeah,
1: I'm concerned about pro players' acting performances, so I can understand HBO's hesitation to feature them too much, uh, unless you know it's in like a more normalized setting for the pro player. It feels like if anyone's going to be it, from what they said, like Rick Fox feels like a sizable portion of the. The plot line, maybe, for this season? Yeah. I don't know. Which would be fascinating,
0: nothing. by the way, given all the stuff that's going on.
1: <laughs> that said, he ha- like, regardless of what you think about Rick Fox, his ability to be an ambassador to people who are coming from I mean, more of a traditional things. sports. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think he would be a good, you know, given he also has an acting background, like a great character to be used to be like, hey, cameo, Rick Fox has already been here for a while. Yeah. Glad you guys are finally getting into it, kind of thing. Right. Right.
0: All right well uh hey thanks so much for the call well again we'll have to see maybe we'll have you on again in the future to sort of give your so. take as we see it expand uh uh how, is there anything you want to say as we say goodbye
7: no just keep up the great work and keep giving the good interviews
0: thank you so much all right last guy yeah last caller coming up uh, a couple quick shout outs to see to any subs Nice tail. Thank you for the tier one and DJ candy. Thank you for the four months. Appreciate it for sure. Oh, I just got a, I got a message from Steve, who sent me a screenshot of him buying ironically the same watch that I chose on their website, which is this one. So Steve and I can match and he's using the discount. So he's getting 15% off. Thank you, Steve, for buying a movement watch. That's awesome. You can match. Great
1: minds think alike.
0: Mr. Mojo, uh, welcome to the show. What do you want to talk about? Or First Uh, off, where are you calling from? Sorry.
8: Uh, Dallas, Texas. Dallas,
0: Texas. I'm going to turn you up a little bit. Um, What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
8: Uh, So my take was basically that since C9 got the second seed, which hasn't happened in a long time, I think, since season four, uh, they'll have a worse time performing at Worlds because sort of the mental toll the final takes on them, and I think that the gauntlet in previous years after losing the finals helped them reset and like have a proper mindset going into the boot camps, and since they won't be skipping it this time, I think they might have an issue of being tilted from losing the finals, especially since it was like so close that they'll just sort of have a worse time in practice, and they'll come out cold. They might still do fine, but at least at the beginning it'll be rough.
0: The classic question of Will, is, does C9 perform better because of their plan's experience? Uh, yeah, essentially.
1: Done, done, done. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: I could see it. I could see it because it does feel like they warm-up over the course of the tournament and the plans is helpful. But it's actually kind of hard to to know. Do you, I mean, do you have Mr. Mojo behind, besides like the theory, do you think you have any like Good supporting evidence for this
8: um no it's just sort of something that i've seen as a pattern and i'm kind of pulling from that i mostly admit not really playing necessarily but like using the time that they have after the finals to have to focus on gauntlet might help them sort of brush off the loss especially if it was like pretty bad and i think like season six they didn't go to final season seven but season six and season eight they lost both times and then went to the gauntlet and that was sort of a reset for them and they moved into boot camp which i think helped it might smooth it out because like as i was watching like the press conferences like about what they're gonna do until they go boot camp i'm afraid that like they'll just tilt even further
1: hmm. mm-hmm. so like uh i know jack i think tweeted one of the years you know that he kind of enjoys being in the in the the playing stage uh so i, th- I think it is kind of true that they, they like being in there but i also think one, they're not the kind of team that would try and use that as like any sort of reasoning for anything. Like, you know, if you're a good team and you want to get out of groups, you should you should just get out of groups and not, you know, have this better formula to get out of groups that other teams can't do kind of thing. And they don't they don't act like that. I'm not saying they do, but just um, if you should get out of groups, you should get out of groups. And I know your point is more like they'll do worse because of this, but. I don't know. It's so hard to tell.
0: What if our third place team gets uh, goes the furthest of any NA team because at at Worlds because, and they go through plans?
1: That would be like the ultimate proof that like being third is best. <laughs> I think, I think, I, I will say, I wouldn't be surprised if being third is better than being second, um, especially for North American teams. Because let me see how the pooling works for this Worlds. Because, um, you know, I do think getting first is nice because you avoid every region's first seed, right? So that's a that's really, really big deal. But I think second and third seeds are pretty interchangeable, right? And it's only NA's third pool that gets into the third pool of draw. God, this is not formatted well for what I want to look at quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well... Either way, I think you can make the case that the difficulty of opponents when you're a second seed versus a third seed is is pretty close together and that the extra stage time is more valuable. I think you can make that argument. How specific that is to C9, I'm not quite sure. You know, because then you're you're less talking about, oh, C9 needs this and more like (laughs) teams shouldn't try (laughs) and get, I don't know, second...
8: Yeah, I mean, I think sort of the way I was trying to frame this more, and I, I can blame myself for this, I'm not very good at this kind of thing, but like, it's more focused on like the mentality of it. Like, I have no, like, I think that, you know, if, uh, if they do do well at Worlds, they'll still do better than whatever goes to the third seat, whether it's CG or CLG or anything like that. But I think I, I just mentioned more from like a mental state
1: because right. I think,
8: like, in Double have mentioned this, and I think the interview with Travis recently that like, like, boot camps can be really stressful. And I think that, if you go into boot camp after like closely losing a finals against something that you probably should have won, like your mindset might get kind of wrecked and it'll sort of ruin the ability to improve during boot camp. And it might just kind of walk in cold.
1: Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, You know, I, I think C9 will be better, but I do think once again, sorry to keep pulling away from C9 specifically, but like, especially a team like, uh, Uh, 100 Thieves last year where you lose two best of fives going into worlds and you're doing some like goofy roster stuff, you know, Mm. like that, I can totally see your point of like, you know, if you had time to reset through a gauntlet or something, you know, maybe 100 Thieves would have been in a better place or if they got to play in through play ins and made their way into the main group stage. I I can definitely see that one for sure. C9 specifically, though, like, I feel like their run this time around was, you know, it's a full five-game series. Yeah, you're probably tilted that you didn't win it. um, But I think the time until you get to the boot camp and then scrims will be enough of a a wash itself that I don't think this loss to Team Liquid is so stinging that they will be crippled in their world's performance. So for C9 specifically, this time around, I don't think it's too bad.
0: Yeah. I... (sighs) I don't know, I'm so torn. I, I just think there's just no way of knowing. But I think it will look very funny if they, like, don't get out of groups. And this is the year that they got second seed. I feel like that's when Jack, who, I you know, I, Jack seems like the type of guy who would then be like, fuck, maybe I want to get third every year. I don't know.
1: Oh, also, uh, Emily made a good point in chat where it's like, one of the reasons that you can think second seeds are worse is because second seeds are qualified on points. And so, uh, even outside the mentality aspect, they might just actually be worse than third seeds who actually have to prove their way there for the yeah, gauntlet, it's like it's whereas... Right, right, but even outside the mentality, which is kind of what I was talking more about, just the fact that like, hey, they might not actually be the second, third, or even fourth best team in a region, right? You know, like, who knows how far down a team that overperformed in spring could could go, right? Right. If TSM auto, you know, let's say TSM did a little bit better, beat Clutch, but then went out in fourth this spring. I think they had enough points to make it then behind instead of C9 or something weird. If C9 got second, I, I forget exactly, but like let's say TSM made it on on second in points <laughs> while they're doing all this stuff with roster and things. Like it's just that like your second seed is probably more frequently than we would admit not actually your second best team at all. Yeah.
0: Hey, Mr. Mojo, thanks for the call. Anything you want to say as we say goodbye?
8: Uh, nothing just that I've really been a fan for a long time I've watched since like the game spot days so I've been around a little bit
0: yeah that's super long thank thanks dude everything. I really appreciate that yeah have a good one all
8: right. thank you
0: alright so that's the show um, for myself I'm going to be at PAX all weekend if you're at PAX come through say hi Saint and I will be at the Alienware booth uh, and I'll probably be roaming the floor and hanging out I'm going to go for a hike at some point in time so you can catch me on the hiking trail Uh, Oh, thanks to C9, by the way, for sending me a tank top. Uh, They have joined Team Liquid in the tank top club. I'm trying to collect all the tank tops from all the LCS teams that make it. So if you are an LCS team and you make a tank top, please send me the tank top. I'll talk about it. Mark?
1: Uh, I'm playing WoW right now, to be honest. So it's been great.
0: Uh, we might have to do the show next week on Wednesday because I'll be flying back on Tuesday from PAX I'll figure that out with Mark uh, afterwards
1: this is Hotline League episode 88 thanks so much for watching